And if you're just tuning in, that was a fantastic interview with Kim Kardashian discussing just how large Pete Davidson really is. We know they broke up, but we also know that they're both going to be just fine. Coming up on the show today is another personal story about a place that I used to work at that has finally gone out of business. You're going to have to buckle up for this one, folks. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to 103.9 The Shun. Welcome back to the studio, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. No matter where you're listening from, we are grateful for your ears. Please keep telling friends and foes about our show so that we can grow it to more and more people. I want to give a quick shout out to whoever's listening in Howie in the Hills, Florida. I saw that come up on the download stats on this latest show. And I was like, where the hell is Howie in the Hills, Florida? Quite a name for a town. Howie-in-the-hills. Come to find out it's in central Florida, on the west side of Lake Okeechobee, I believe. So thank you to that person if they are listening to this show. Also, shout out Phoenix, Arizona. We have a decent amount of listeners in Phoenix, Arizona. Which actually reminds me, there are some older women that have been listening from the state of Utah, and I found this out through some Pandora stats, which was interesting. I don't know if they're still listening. They might have given up on this shit a long time ago. But I also found out on Pandora that these older listeners have given me two thumbs up and five thumbs down. So, this show was not the cup of tea for those old ladies. I doubt they're still listening. Alright, so today I was on the phone with a lifelong friend, also a former co-worker. We worked together at the same school for a little bit. This was many years ago. And I'm here to tell the story of all the crazy shit that went on at that place and Basically how it's not a surprise that it has finally closed its doors, probably for good, and probably for the best. I won't be using the name of the school, or any of the employees' names, but I think you will be entertained by the story itself. And if you are entertained, please share it with a friend or a foe. You can follow us on Instagram, 103.9theshawn, on Twitter, 1039theshawn. Or send us an email, 103.9theshawn at gmail.com. We welcome any sort of feedback or ideas for the future. Thank you to the people that have been listening once again and providing feedback and or questions of the week. Okay, so enough babbling. We'll get into it. I used to work at a very poorly run charter school. 
It was not an actual school building. It was a converted office building. And that posed a number of challenges in terms of trying to run it like an actual school. For instance, there was no cafeteria, which for an elementary school, having the students eat in the room was not ideal, especially when there was carpet wall-to-wall in every fucking room. And instead of ponying up the money to get flooring in there that would be much easier to clean, they just replaced the carpet every year, which absolutely made no sense. The classrooms had thin glass doors, which provided little to no protection if anyone wanted to try to break in. Unfortunately, we live in a world where we have to do code reds. There's obviously violent things that have happened at schools, which is awful, and it wasn't a very safe situation. The windows and doors would often fog up because they were made of thin glass, and we know that in Florida there is a lot of heat and humidity, so you couldn't really see out anyway. The school had old curriculum, there was very little guidance, the school day was longer. It was just a very tough work environment. So early on in the year, I had some ant problems. That wasn't fun, obviously. One morning I got into my classroom and I found a dead frog on the carpet that was stuck there. So I called the custodian at the time and he came in and grabbed it with a bag and... (laughs) I was left with a little bit of remaining frog skin stuck to the carpet. There was all sorts of shit that got stuck to the carpet over the course of a year. I mean, you could imagine. There was food situations from kids eating in there. Uh, One time, this kid threw up a little bit. And obviously, vomit on carpet is not ideal at all. They came and put that sawdust shit on there, soaked it up, tried their best to get the smell out. But the stain remained <laughs> for, the, for the rest of the year. So I would always be working late trying to figure out how to do this and was always stressed and whatnot. And the poor custodian, Mr. Jose, was in charge of trying to clean 32 classrooms and 8 bathrooms all in one night by himself. And he had this old vacuum that he constantly had to keep getting unclogged from vacuuming all this carpeted floors and all the shit that gets on them. And he would always talk about it for like a month and then they finally got him a new vacuum and he was so excited to have the new vacuum and he was so proud of it. And I remember he came into my classroom and it was, I think, his first night using it. And he got it caught in a stray thread of the carpet. And then it started sucking up carpet and like pulling it apart and it was going like and I just had to turn my head and block my face because I was laughing so hard and he had to stop the vacuum and then pull all the carpet out of there and his brand new vacuum and he was all upset and cursing and I was just had tears in my eyes laughing trying to block my face because the whole situation was just so hilarious But um, eventually he quit, and that became a theme of that place. There was constant turnover at basically every position. So he quit because he was 
just exhausted and stressed out and obviously could find a better job elsewhere. In the middle of the year, the principal at the time quit, and that obviously made things a lot tougher as well. But I was never going to quit because I knew that it wouldn't be the right thing to do. It wouldn't be the right message to send to the kids. Um, You don't quit when something's tough. You just got to learn to accept the challenge, be better. And obviously, if you go through challenging times, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to be better off in the future. So no matter how stressed I was, no matter how difficult it was to be there, I basically made a promise to myself that I wouldn't quit because that's not the type of person that I am. So I'm proud to say that I made it through those years um, and I'm better off for it. We didn't really have a school nurse. I thought we did, but I came to find out somehow, I don't exactly remember, but that she wasn't actually a trained registered nurse. She was a former vet tech. (laughs) So anytime we had to send kids up to the front if they weren't feeling well or something happened as far as an injury we would send them up there and uh, they were being treated by a vet tech (laughs) what else Uh, the school tried to have a natural playground and by natural I mean they brought in two large piles of sand they got two old slides from other playgrounds somewhere they put the slides slanted on the sand mounds and then they got old wood logs from Gander Mountain because Gander Mountain was closing and they brought those in there to try to hold the sand in place. They also used old wood pallets and old kitchen pots and pans to make a music wall and basically if you have a mound of sand that kids are climbing on eventually it's going to flatten out so after just a short couple of weeks The sand got all flattened out, and it was just basically like a barren wasteland of a playground. The kids just used the wood as like like, um, balance beams. The slides turned into makeshift seesaws because the kids figured out that if they turned them over, they could sit on the rounded bottom part of it. And if they sat on either end, they could use it like a seesaw. (laughs) And the music wall just basically was never used the pallets were dangerous because they had old rusted nails in them that they didn't think to take out and the sand eventually was everywhere in their shoes in their clothes it got all over the basketball court which made it slippery and dangerous it was a disaster (laughs) so I left that school once I had a much much better opportunity in front of me and I'm very happy where I am now And I came to find out from the good friend I was just talking to that the school we used to work out together has officially closed its doors because it received an F rating, the only school in the county to receive an F rating. And there are many, many schools in this county. It was the only one to receive an F. (laughs) He also told me that he found out from another one of our former co-workers that the two owners of the school, who were married and really had no idea how to run a school, as far as the finances or the training or the just the overall educational guidance, 
you know, they were good people. They had good intentions, but they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And eventually, I guess they got a divorce. And since they were both co-owners of the school, they had to call for an emergency board meeting to let everyone know that they got divorced. And then the board had to vote between who they thought should keep control of the school. (laughs) So the guy ended up winning, and eventually the school was run into the ground. Not that I think the woman would have done a better job, because as they both were running it, it wasn't doing well. So I don't think either person would have taken the school to prosperity. But now it is officially closed. And I am not surprised based on all the things that went on there and the lack of support, the lack of funding, the lack of organization. It was just a tough situation. Of course, I'm not happy about this fact. I'm not celebrating it. I'm not uh, celebrating the fact that people are out of jobs now and need to find jobs. Although there are plenty of teaching jobs in the state, so I'm sure that everybody who lost their job there can find a new one rather quickly. Not exactly sure how to end this segment, but I hope that you got a couple laughs out of it. If you have any topic suggestions for future shows, feel free to send them along. If you enjoyed today's show, please send it to a friend. If you hated it, please send it to a foe. Help this show grow, and we would greatly appreciate it. You could always send it to a friend or foe, depending on your feelings about this particular show. If it was really great, pass it along to someone who's really going to enjoy it. If it sucked a lot, send it to your worst enemy. Pretend you're trying to make amends with them and really fuck their day up. You can follow us on Instagram at 103.9theshawn, on Twitter, 1039theshawn, or send us an email, 103.9theshawn at gmail.com. We welcome all topics, suggestions, questions, and hate mail. Coming up after the break, we're going to have Marshawn Lynch join live from the Las Vegas jail as he discusses the events that led to his arrest just a few days ago. His nickname is Beast Mode, but now he's doing the least mode. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to 103.9 The Sean. 